so how many, just real fast, raise your hand if you have heard Pastor Callie before. Ooh, look at that, Mama. That's awesome. So if you haven't, you're in for an amazing treat. She is my favorite, and she's a powerhouse. She's been preaching her whole life, and she's just going to release some wonderful things over us this morning. So would you do me a favor and honor her this morning? Yeah. I love you. Hallelujah. Hey, y'all just relax. Amen. Here, I'm going to pull up my notes. I don't know if I'll use them, but we're going to pull them up anyway. God is so amazing. And I feel the Spirit of God here from the minute I walked in this building. Let's give Jesus a hand clap. Jesus, you are amazing. You are amazing. I can't tell you how much I love your pastors. Uh, Laura's like one of my girls. Even though she's, um, you know, I probably, I don't know if I could have had her. I might could have. I'd have, I'd have had to start young. But she's really young, and I'm, I'm almost 60, so maybe so. But um, I adore her. I literally adore her. I love her heart for Jesus. I adore that she loves you so much. She loves her husband and her children. I absolutely adore Pastor Brian. Um. I hope you know what a gift you have in these two. And I'm praying that if you, you know, sometimes when you're really familiar with something, it's hard to realize what a gift it is. I mean, we all suffer with that sometimes. Familiarity breeds contempt sometimes. We don't always value what we have easy access to. But I just, uh, I ask God to give you revelation of how amazing they are and how blessed you are to have them. And um, I want to encourage you to honor them uh, all the time because what you honor, you bring close to you. You bring them close to you. And then you draw the best out of them. That's in anything, right? Whether it's a mother-daughter relationship or a, a, a sibling relationship or a boss relationship. People that we honor... We will bring out the best in them. And you don't have to agree with someone all the time to honor them. Because we're human beings and sometimes we don't always agree, right? But we are called to honor and love. And I just, uh, you have such an amazing pastors and they are such uh, real, they're the real deal. And I, I am uh, a woman that gets to travel and see a lot. And there's a lot of amazing pastors, but there are not many like this. So, and I'm not saying that for any other reason other than it is 100% true. And so I honor them today. I honor their family. Uh, I honor what God is doing in this church. There is an amazing uh, open heaven over this church. And I don't know if you understand it because you're on the train, but the momentum is picking up. You know, every time I come here, I feel the blessing of the Lord. And every time I come here, it seems that the momentum is a little faster. I, I got into town, went into that meeting last night, and I felt like I was on a freight train. It was moving fast, okay? So God's got some amazing things. And it's not just, listen, everybody say, I'm the church. Your family is the church. And then your family 
and our family, we come together, and then we become the church corporate. So what God is doing corporately, he is always doing individually, okay? So this isn't just a word about what God's going to do through this church, but everything flows from the head down. So as God begins to position this church, he's already started for the true destiny of this church, and that is to pastor the city, and I want you to write that down. We are called to pastor the city. Now, uh, you remember when Joseph, God gave him a word about his brothers bowing down, and he went and told all his brothers, and he made them all angry. You probably shouldn't call all the pastors in town and tell them that. <laughs> you probably just need to keep that under your hat and allow God to exalt you in due season. Everybody say amen. Okay, uh, I'm going to try to stop this thing from binging. I'm a pastor, so everybody's sending me numbers and all kinds of stuff today. Um, I woke up a couple of days ago and I said, Lord, I'm not one of these preachers, and I'll just be honest with you. I don't get these canned messages and then just preach them everywhere. Not that I don't preach a message a second time, but I really believe in the old-fashioned, let's pray and get a word for God, from God for what, what he's saying today. That, that's, that's how I'm, I believe we should do it. And um, I heard the Lord say one morning, he speaks to me always early. I love to hear from the Lord when I first wake up, before I go to my coffee, before I pick up even my Bible, and I always pick up my Bible as I'm getting my coffee, but I always like to listen to the first words that the Lord says. And he said, I want you to go low so I can take you high. And I want to take it a step farther this morning. I had no idea that your pastors were calling an ascension prayer. I didn't know that. God knew that. And so God was speaking to your pastor about going low so he can take you high. And I am prophesying to you that if you will go low, if you will obey the the words of the Lord and go low, he is taking you high. He's taking you high in your purpose. He's taking you high in the plans of God over your life. He's taking you into Holy Ghost vision and sight and wisdom and power and anointing. You're going to begin to see things in the spirit the way God sees it. And we must remember that everything happens the way God intends for it to happen when we make a choice to go low. Go under the radar. Go low in, go low in humility, prayer, seeking God, asking Him for wisdom. When we go low then he has the ability and will take us high in our purpose. And God is positioned this church to take you high in the purposes of God in this region. Massive revival is coming to heritage. Hundreds will be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. This will be a Holy Ghost church. I heard the Lord say, because of your willingness to hold on to the things that are holy, that he is giving you and blessing this church and your family up to a hundred generations. God loves it when we value what he values. And it opens the window of heaven. And so I want to start with this scripture this morning. 
And I love this scripture. And seek the peace and welfare of the city to which I have caused you to be carried away. And pray to the Lord for it. For in the welfare of the city in which you live, you will have welfare. Your city is blessed because you are here. This city, this region is blessed because you are here. Because you are a praying voice. Because you are a righteous voice. Because you are a holy voice. Sanctified to the Lord. Everybody say amen. Let's give him a hand clap. Let's give Jesus a hand clap. Go low because God has taken you high in your purpose. This church is a city set on a hill. I see satellite churches all across this region. I see more land. In fact, I call forth this land that is, adjacent, that is adjacent. I ask God that you give them this land. I call it as a gift from this man to this church in the name of Jesus. We call it forth and we thank you for it. I see satellite churches. I see land. I see buildings. I see God giving you buildings that you did not purchase because of the seed sown, because of the heritage that runs deep in your past and because of the prayers and the things that they that their families have done prior to this church even being here God is a generational God and no matter what the devil does to try to mess up the blessing I'm telling you when we go low God takes us high and we'll be like a stealth bomber and everything that the enemy even tries to do will will be of no purpose and there will be no result because God has placed his hand on this church and on your pastors let's give the Lord a hand clap hallelujah hallelujah James 4 and 10 says humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up humble yourselves when you go to the Passion Translation, which I love this, it says, be willing to make, be made low before the Lord and He will exalt you. I need you to go low so I can take you high. God's ways in the kingdom are completely opposite of man's ways. Man's ways are about pride and arrogance and dog-eat-dog and manipulation And position yourself. But God's ways are humility, love, kindness, forgiveness, preferring your brother, prayer, sackcloth and ashes, praying until we begin to see the power of God released in our communities and in our homes. I prophesy that your homes are going to become soul-saving stations. I call forth every prodigal son and every prodigal daughter Even this 
day. Somebody mark the day in your Bible. Even this day, we prophesy to your sons and daughters, and we tell them to come home. We tell them to be filled with the Spirit, be delivered of devils. We tell them to be, to be free from all addictions and all uh, um, distractions from the enemy. We thank you, Lord, for giving them singleness of mind and of purpose. Everybody that God uses, everybody that God uses goes through stuff. Everybody. Listen, I'm a faith girl. I believe in faith. I believe in speaking the word of God. I believe in calling those things that are not as though they were. But I also know, I've read my Bible, many of the patriarchs, many of the people that we love and adore went through horrible things. They faced tragedies. They faced loss. They faced character assassinations. They had to hide in caves. They were beaten and burned and did all, had to face all kinds of trouble. But God still kept his promises to them. He still moved miraculously in their lives he still was a a God of faith that they could trust in and he moved and he loves you he loves you with an everlasting love there is nothing that you have done that can separate you from the love of God there's no mistake you've made that his blood won't cover today God can set you back on a road of righteousness and holiness God can heal and deliver your children that are He can fix your finances and set you in a wealthy place. You may have come in here and said, but Pastor Callie, I don't have two dimes to rub together. And you may be the very one that God is going to raise up to be an amazing king in this house and provide much, much finance. Don't tell me God can't do it. I've seen him do it before and he will do it for you because that's how he works. That's how he works. I remember when we got our church, we were actually renting a space in our church and we were small. We probably had maybe 60 people. We were spending $4,000 a month to rent a very small space with 60 people. When we moved into that space, it was warehouse space. We had no money. Zero. Everybody say zero. You can't get any less than zero. I guess the only place to go from there is up. We walked in that building. Pastor Todd and Cindy and I, Pastor Todd is my brother-in-law and Cindy's my sister. And we're talking to the realtor and he says, well, this is the empty space and they're wanting $4,000 a month. They had been releasing it to Exxon. And, you know, I'm thinking $4,000 a month. Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) And and I'm looking and I realize we've got to build the space out. And we've got $10,000 to our name. And it's going to take 30 to 40 to build it out. So um, Pastor Todd and Cindy and I are standing there. Pastor Todd said, Callie, what do you think? And I said, well, it's going to take a miracle. But I think we should do it. He said, okay. And he looked at the... Uh, 
Real Dream said, we'll take it. So what I did, and I asked God to help me, and he gave me a strategy. God gives us strategies. And he said, go talk to the owner and negotiate that rent down to 1500 <laughs> And tell him that in six months you'll pay him 4000 but you need some time to grow the church. I said, God, are you sure you're going to come through on that? Because if I go in there and negotiate that and I can't honor my word, the Lord said, just do what I tell you, girly. So I, I went and told Pastor Todd, I'm going to go and negotiate it down to 1500 Pastor Todd goes, you think you can? I said, Jesus said I can. He said, go in there and do it, girl. <laughs> so we negotiated the rent down to 1500 We had 10000 in the bank. It's a Sunday morning service. And we're doing, we're doing set-up church, you know, like you just come in and you set it up and... They're still, we don't even have bathrooms in this place. They're having to run down the plaza to go. I mean, I'm like, pee before you come to church. <laughs> and if you have a problem, McDonald's is right down the road. <clears throat> Sunday morning, there's about 60 of us, and we need to raise 30, 25 to 30,000. And I, I prayed with Pastor Todd and Cindy before, and Pastor Todd said, Callie, won't you get up and take that offering? Tell them what we need. God is my witness. God is my witness. $30,000 came in that morning. God ain't broken. He ain't cheap. He's got plenty of money. Too many times, and the Lord is showing me this, too many times, see, anxiety comes for, from when you're always concerned about the future. You're not living in the present. God's got money for your tomorrow. He's got buildings for your tomorrow. He has lands. It's already been promised. It's coming. But what God wants us to do is live in today and call what we need for daily bread. Daily bread. Now, I want you to take some time over the course of today, and I want you to write down what you need now. It's okay to write the vision, make it plain for 10 years. I'm not, saying, I'm not against that. I am for that. I'm a visionary by nature. But let's pray for daily bread. So if you need a certain amount of money, call it in. If you need to be healed, call it in. If you need a different house, call it in. If you need money, money for a new car, call it in. Ask God to give it to you. Do you want to work hard for it? That's okay, but I would rather have something given to me. <laughs> so we built that place out. And we were so happy. We were calling it in. Daily bread. The church grew church grew. I was working a, uh, a full-time, I was in the corporate world for almost 20 years. And uh, I made really great money. And I was the highest tithe payer. And all of a sudden, Holy Spirit spoke to me. And Pastor Todd and Cindy at that time, they had a son who had just signed a record deal in Nashville. And they, he was like 16 years old. And they did uh, 15 and 16 years old when, between publishing and record. And they couldn't just send this baby to Nashville. So Pastor Todd said, we're going to have to go a lot, and we need you to take care of the church. And we need you to quit your job. 
I said, do you realize how much I'm bringing in for the tithe? That means somebody's going hungry. <laughs> he said, no, we won't go hungry. So <clears throat> I didn't obey at first. This was like September. And I'm like, Pastor Todd, can, can you give me through December? He said, yeah. So December comes. And one of our prophetic oversight, uh, Papa Dale Gentry, came in and he yelled at me because he didn't know what Pastor Todd had asked me to do. He yelled at me, quit your job. It's time for you to do ministry full time. And I'm like, oh, God. Now they got prophets running me down. and Oh, man. I had some savings. And I said, and Pastor Todd said, now we can't pay you nothing. I said, yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like an upgrade to me. (laughs) Can't pay you nothing, but quit your job. Okay. So at first few months, first, actually almost a year, I lived off my savings. And then my savings was almost gone. And Pastor Todd and he started giving me a little bit of something every week, but it was nothing. Can you? Can we say nothing? Maybe $2? Nothing. And I was doing everything in my ability to grow the church. You know, I was showing up every day, praying for hours. Prophecy. I was like you were when we were talking about it. I mean, I was like, nobody's praying enough around here. This church is not growing fast enough. We need some people and we need some money. <laughs> and I don't care what order it shows up in. <laughs> Send it, God, and send it quick. One day, I mean, we, had, we were knocking doors. We were doing events. We were doing everything we could do to get people in the door. And, uh, you know, we had about 50 or 60. And, you know, that's not a lot. And one day I'm driving down in my beautiful car that I was so happy I'd paid off or I would have been on a buggy. And... I'm discouraged. I am so discouraged. I'm like, God, I did everything you told me to do and everything Todd told me to do. And I don't have any money, and the church doesn't seem to be growing, and, you know, my salary sucks. And I'm really tempted to go get a job. You know, I'm a smart chick. What were you thinking? And I'm crying. And all of a sudden, my phone rings. And it's a pastor friend of mine. So I thought, well, I better answer it. So I picked it up. And he said, hey, Callie. I said, hey, bub, how you doing? He said, good. I got a friend with me. And we were just praying. And uh, we've got a prophetic word for you. I said, oh, my God, this timing's good. (laughs) He said, Peter, Peter S., put your your nets on the other side of that boat. This time there's going to be fish in them. And he hung up. I said, man, I I don't know whether to pray or cuss, but I... (laughs) But I'm going to pray. I went back and did exactly what I'd been doing. And within one year, the church 
had gone from 60 to about 150. And they started coming in. And the finances started coming up. And God began to provide. But see, sometimes we got to go low before he can take us high. See, if, if that church would have immediately started growing when Pastor Todd asked me to come, I probably would have thought I had something to do with it. Because my ego was a little out of control in my younger years. I hadn't been through enough beatings. Holy Ghost has whipped me real good. And so humility has become my best friend. But God began to grow the church. And we're renting and now we're paying 4000 a month. And we need a building. We need a real building. And so we went through a hurricane. And this building, which was appraised at over a million dollars, of course, property is not as expensive in Texas as it is here, got pretty jacked up in a hurricane. And I had a man go into my church that I, that they're my friends to this day. They're older couple, very wealthy man and woman that loved me and took me in like a daughter. And when the church, when the building that we were in got damaged, we, believe it or not, our section was the only one that didn't get damaged. It got damaged all over. So we had been looking at property. And this friend of mine who is a banker, and uh, very wealthy, he said, I will loan you the money when we find the right building. Because you know how hard it is for churches to get loans. And especially, we were still, you know, a small church, and he said, I'll, I'll figure it out. So we began to look, and then the hurricane happened, and he came to me one day, and he said, why don't we negotiate something on this building? I said, okay, well, they, they used to want a million. It needs a lot of work. He said, let's negotiate. So we started the negotiating process. We bought the building. Finally, we negotiated the price of $500,000. Now, there is 54,000 square feet in this building. It's a big, big, big building. So, you know, it's, and it's taken a lot of money to get it working and right, and that's another story. But this man was going to loan us the money. One day, but Cindy and I had been praying, God, we want you to give us this building. We've been walking around that building and anointing it with oil. And I'd say, Jesus, I want you to give us this building. I don't know how you're going to give us this building, but you're going to give us this building. God's going to give you that land. I don't know how he's going to give you that land, but he's going to give you that land. You need to get you some oil, and you need to go jump over that fence, and you better you, you call that land in. And every building you want in this city, you go get you some oil, and you call it in. God's going to give you every building you want. He's going to give you everything you want. Everything you want. That's what he's going to do because he loves you, and he can trust you. He's so proud of you. He's so proud of you. Many would have quit. Many would have stopped. Many would have been so discouraged. He's so proud of you. Just ask him. It's yours. Just ask him. It's yours. You just ask him. Just ask him. Just put it on a list and watch him check it off. (laughs) So let's give Jesus a hand clap. That makes me want to dance. I'll try to keep it holy. I'll leave all my Beyonce moves for later. Y'all know I'm teasing. If I tried to move like that, I'd have to have surgery the next day. 
I do not like people that do not know how to have fun. So y'all all like to have fun, so that's why I like you. Okay, so we finally negotiated the deal. And so this friend of mine called me, and he said, Callie, come to my office. Uh, I have the loan. I got every. He didn't say loan. He goes, I have all the papers ready, and I need you to come and sign. I said, okay, I'll be there. So I get there, and I go in his office, and I sit down, and he shoves the papers over to me. I open up the paper, expecting to sign for a loan, because I'm the executive pastor, and, you know, I, I kind of handle all that stuff. So I expect to sign for a loan. And he said, listen, he said, uh, God spoke to me and Rose, and we're not going to loan you the money. Well, at this point, I'm going to throw up. He says, we're going to give you the money. And he said, here's the deed, and here's the check, and here's every bit of it because we're going to give it to you. See, sometimes we try to work out how we're going to get something, and we try to manipulate how we can get something when God really wants to give it to us, and he's just wanting us to believe him by faith. I said, you're going to give us the money? He said, yeah, I'm going to give you the money. I said, oh, my God, I think I'm going to speak in tongues. (laughs) He said, also, I'm going to give you the money to fix the roof from the hurricane. I said, you're going to give us the money to fix the roof from the hurricane? Yeah, I know I'm going to speak in tongues. (laughs) I left there. I could not see the street for crying. I'm like, God, you are so amazing. And I am telling this church, God is getting ready to wrought miracles for you that are going to make that one pale in comparison to what God is about to do for you personally and this church. God says every missionary, every offering, every time you've bought a present, every time you've done something, you're sowing seed into the ground, and I am bringing a harvest that is going to blow your mind. A harvest of souls, a harvest of buildings, a harvest of land, and a harvest of a lot of do-re-mi. Because it takes money to, to, to do the kingdom of God. It takes money. It takes money. Toilet paper, children's supplies, insurance, you you name it. Light bulbs, paint, pretty wall. (laughs) Animal rugs that you, animals you kill. (laughs) That all takes money. I was like meeting with pastors the other day. I said, can we use less toilet paper? I'm like, tell people they get three squares and that's it. <laughs> They're stopping up the toilet and costing us so much money. If you only knew what God is about to do, and you will know. But I hear the Lord say, I want you to go low because I'm about to take you high. Higher than you've ever even imagined. Higher than you've ever even imagined. And then when I woke up this morning, I heard this. And I know this is probably not the typical message, three points and, 
it's all put together cute. I'm not really a put it together cute kind of girl. Just kind of. I'm, 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 I'm kidding, Annie Oakley. <laughs> I just get on the horse and shoot. <laughs> oh, Lord. I woke up this morning and I was brought to David and Ziglag. And the Lord said, tell them it's time to pursue, overtake, and recover all. So I want you to go home today and I want you to write down everything you've lost in the last 10 years. Everything you've lost. Because it's time for you through prayer, through going low, to pursue, overtake, and recover everything the enemy stole. And I prophesy a hundredfold return and interest on what the enemy messed with. And that is for every person in this building. You're going to be blown away at what God's going to do in your life in the next 24 months. He says, don't be fearful. Step out and walk on this uncharted water. Do not be fearful. He's going to bless you so much. You're going to stand and weep at the blessing of the Lord. You're going to stand and weep at the blessing of the Lord. And what God is going to do in and through your children will go on for generation after generation after generation. He will protect them. He will set them on a place, on a firm foundation, and he will bring everything into yours and your kids' lives that you need and deserved and that God has ordained from the foundation of the earth. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. devil wants to tell some of you it's over it ain't over till the fat lady sang and I just showed up God is working in your life and God is going to return this is the year of the returning we're halfway through the year so you need to expect the returning in the next six months this is the year of the returning The Lord said, I'm going to give you everything you lost with interest. Now, what we have to do, our only instruction is to go low so he can take us high. His kingdom is so different. It it works the opposite way. I have to go down so he can bring me up. I have to serve so that he can wrought miracles. I think about Esther in chapter 4 of Esther, where Mordecai is, is out, her uncle's out in the streets, and he's in sackcloth and ashes, and he's right up to the king's gate because you can't go in the king's palace in mourning, and he's screaming and crying, and it gets back to her that her uncle's distraught, so she sends down clothes and tries to help him, and then he he says, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving this low place because there's something that's got to happen at a supernatural high level, and I'm going to this low place until we get breakthrough. So he sends back the instruction, and he tells her everything that Haman has set out to do, and he tells her he's got a plan to destroy 
all of Israel, all of the Jewish people, and I know you're in a palace, and I know you've been positioned by God, and I know that you've got influence, and I need you to go before that king, and I need you to beg for mercy. See, sometimes we mistake our position and our influence for our destiny. That's not our destiny. That is the blessing of God. Our destiny is to go low so he can take us high. Our destiny is to sell out to the kingdom of God. Our destiny is to pray without ceasing. Our destiny is to sacrifice money and love and time until we see breakthrough in the lives around us. She said, do you understand something, uncle? This man killed the last chick because he wasn't happy with her. And he hasn't called for me for 30 days. But you know what? I'm going to fast for three days. I'm going to, I know I'm in this place of great prominence. And I know I've been positioned as a queen. And I know I've got influence. But I'm going to go low for three days. And I'm going to believe you, God, for a strategy to go to this king. And I'm going to believe you to save my people. And I know you've positioned me. And I know you've made me a queen. And I, it, but it really wasn't about the tiara. And it really wasn't about the love story. And all that's great. And it really wasn't about the pretty clothes. Can you imagine the shoes? I mean, I just dream of getting in that closet. Show me where your XL is. Three days prayer and fasting. God gives her a strategy. She steps in before that king and he extends his scepter because we all know if he had enough, she'd have been toast. And through a course of some banquets and some strategies by God, God used her to save her people. God is going to use this church to save your people, your people of Vancouver, your people in your, in your neighborhoods, your people in Walmart and the highways and byways. He's going to use you pastors to save other pastors that are ready to quit, that have been betrayed, and they're, not going, to, they're going to come in here and they're going to say, Brian, Laura, I don't think I can do this anymore. I've been so beat up, and God's going to use you, and you're going to pour oil and wine, and they're going to go out of here, and there will be a network of churches that God is going to use this church to raise up, and they're going to be broken men, but when you get through with them with the Holy Ghost, he will put them back together and they will do the purpose and the plan and the will of God because we have to go low before he can take us to the high place of purpose that he's called us to be and there are many of you with jobs and businesses and marriages and children and I I admonish you today go low, go low don't be prideful, don't be arrogant don't be non-repentant go low and ask God to get in the middle of your marriage go low and ask God to get in the middle of your children, go low and ask God to get in the middle of your business and your ministries, go low and he will take you high to the high purposes of God for you and your family. God loves you. He is not broke. He is not cheap. He is not an evil master. He is an amazing good God and he does good things for his people. 
He wants us to go low so he can take us high. Prayer, fasting. Many of you know the testimony of my son. I've told you before. That boy is now working for a a hopeless addict. Been prophesied all of his life that he would preach the gospel, that he would be a holiness preacher. And he went just the opposite. There wasn't holiness anywhere in his tent. And he was, and literally a smart, brilliant young man. My son that's a Green Beret said, Mom, I don't know if he'll ever get his mind back. And I literally screamed at my son. I said, don't you dare say that. God is going to restore his mind and he is going to do everything he's been prophesied to do. He is now working for an acquisitions firm. Listen to this. There are 78 salesmen across the nation. The top 10 salesmen have been there seven years and and above. He's been there a year, and he's number one in the company. His mind has completely turned back to normal. He's praying. He was sending us scriptures yesterday for Jake. He's got scriptures all over his cubicle. Listen to this. He had an integrity problem. He lied about every time he opened his mouth. He had been in sales for a long time, and he just he would lie when the truth would be fit better. And I would, I, me and him had more arguments. I said, "Son, this was back when he before I knew he was on drugs." I'd say, "Son, you can sell." I was a salesman for years without being a liar. This is not a good plan for you. You've got to quit lying. God can't bless liars. Yeah, that'll preach, won't it? So when he got this job, the four top men of this job are strong, Holy Ghost-filled Christians. And the first month they, he was there, they called him into their office almost every day and said, John, you are incredible, but you got to stop lying. Got to quit lying. One day he calls me, and he's bawling on the phone. And he said, Mom... I've quit lying. He said, now I've been forced to by these men that I work for. (laughs) But he said, the Holy Ghost is kind of just blessing me now that I've quit lying. I said, yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? God will bless you when you quit lying. Now he is just doing so amazing. And it is such a blessing. And I told you that for this. God is moving in your kids' lives. And there is, this, is, this, is the t- this is a six-month season of restoration. Things that you thought the enemy had taken for good, you're going to pursue it in prayer, going to go low. You're going you're gonna to overtake it. Have you ever seen anything overturned by a court? Everything the enemy tried to put against you is done. And you are going to recover all, says the Lord. You're going to recover all, says the Lord. You're going to recover all, says the Lord. You're going to recover all, says the Lord. There's a major healing coming to your heart and your family. You've been extremely discouraged that God has got you in the palm of his hand. 
And he's going to put you back together. And he's going to turn some things very quickly, even in the next 30 days. God's going to speak to you. I prophesy clear vision. I prophesy more than enough. And I prophesy healing in your family. I prophesy healing in your family. God is going to make this thing right. God is going to make this thing right. No devil in hell is going to have access to your family. God is going to make this thing right. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Woo! There are angels that have been assigned to you to pick you up. There are angels that have been assigned to you and your family. Lay your head down, Jacob. Lay it on the, lay it on the rock and watch God do a miracle. I was on a broadcast the other day, and I heard something very interesting. And what's so crazy is in the last two months, I have been feeling angels. I have been seeing, uh, not full-blown angels, but like wind. One day I was in the church, and the wind of God nearly knocked me over. And I looked over at Alex, and I said, did you turn the air conditioner on? He said, no, ma'am. And I was watching this broadcast, and this rabbi said this. When Jacob went to Bethel, he was leaving a city. What's the name of the city? Bear something. Something bear. He was leaving an old assignment, getting ready for his new assignment, which was really his destiny. God was getting ready to heal some things between him and his brother. God was setting some things straight. And the Bible says he lays his head and notice this. The angels were ascending and descending. Now, I never really thought about it. I've always said the angels were descending and ascending, but that's not what it says. It says the angels were ascending and descending. And the rabbi says, we believe that when you enter your next season, God changes out your regiment and he sends new angels to take you where you're going. And I prophesy new angels in this church. A whole new troop of angels have been assigned to take you where you're going because it is time for them to change out because you're headed for new territory. And God has sent you new angels to take care of you and to take care of your family and to speak clarity over your life. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. I'm through.